0: I'm just about that action, boss. In to another episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Monday. That means he is Ryan McIntyre. I am Rod Villa Gomez. And we are here today to break down most of the week that was the what is this week 13 that we're in now of the NFL season? Uh, one, Ryan, where the hell did the season go? And two What the hell did we watch this week? And there was so many great games uh, happening all over the league this week and some exciting stuff going on. And, I mean, wow, right?
1: Yeah, no, I feel like we say that every week. Wow, Uh, the NFL never disappoints. And like you said, uh, 13 weeks in, it's sad. It's only five weeks to go. Before you know it, we'll be previewing playoff games here shortly
0: previewing playoff games but as most spring league folks know the
1: seasons never end
0: because once the nfl season stops then we have more to go but this is not the spring league gambling podcast this is the nfl gambling podcast and um ryan over the last few weeks i've grown accustomed to saying happy victory monday uh but unfortunately it's just not the same ring because it's it's not you didn't lose but you didn't win (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I'm trying to figure out what a tie really means. It's like kissing your is what they say. That's how I feel. It's, it, it's gross. You, you tie, uh, you want to win. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not the worst thing in the world because both teams are still in the playoff race. So I think Washington and New York, the rematch being in two weeks, that'll be – Pretty much for all the marbles on who will decide this NFC wild card picture. I think the final spot.
0: It's 2022, Ryan. Can we just not do the tie anymore? Like, let's literally, yeah, let's go to penalty kicks. I don't care. Let's let the kickers just kick it out from like the 25 yard line and see who misses first, right? Or 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 we just have them like try to block each other's kicks. I don't know, something creative like that.
1: No, I agree with you. I hate the tie. I think it's awful. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the college rule where they just do two-point conversions, but I'd rather have that if it means we have a winner versus everybody walks away not knowing if you should be happy or pissed. So.
0: I don't care if it's a hopscotch contest. Like Honestly, I don't care yeah. what it is. If it's Rochambeau, like, as long as it's somebody on the field deciding who wins versus, oh, well, nobody was, nobody was able to score, so I guess we'll just call it a tie.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I know it is World Cup season. I know the World Cup's going on, but we don't need this. Is American football, not that other football. Exactly.
0: It's called soccer. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's not dwell on on uh, ties anymore. Let's get to the facts that people won and lost this weekend. And it began on Thursday night with the Buffalo Bills edging out the New England Patriots 24-10 to 10 in a game that saw Buffalo as three-and-a-half-point favorites along the line, uh, depending on where you got them. Some places there was five, five-point favorites. Uh, I mean, obviously they covered all of this, um, but again, it was Buffalo coming out on top of New England 24-10. to 10. I mean, this wasn't close, but I don't feel like the Bills played their best football on Thursday night.
1: No, I thought it was more. New England just isn't very good right now, especially not very good offensively right now. Um, struggled throughout the night. Uh, Mac Jones finishes under 200 yards passing for the evening. They kind of they they ran the ball efficiently, but they didn't run it as much. Um, for the Bills, I mean business as usual, get a win, and then they got some help yesterday, and all of a sudden they're sitting up top in the number one AFC wild or not wild card number one in the AFC uh, picture playoff picture.
0: Yeah, and so for them, though, it's it. you want to think that you have to exert yourself more with some of these games that you feel like you should win bigger. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. New England, you got to go in there, you got to wipe the floor with them. 14 points is not bad, I, I guess, but by the same token, what we just saw last night, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, that's how you make a statement, right? You don't go yeah. beat the the uh, Patriots by 14 points on Thursday and say that you're one of the better teams in the league You go out and do what you did last night. That's how you prove that you're one of the better teams in the league. So, look, all I'm saying is that we know things to be true. We know Stephon Diggs, good at football. We know that Josh Allen is... (laughs) At this point, Ryan, I want to know. Because we tout Josh Allen as as an elite-level quarterback, and he's shown that he can be. He's shown that Mm -hmm. he is in the right circumstances, but... If I read you this line, 22 of, t- of 33 for 223 and two touchdowns, that could be any quarterback on any Sunday afternoon. So, those games where he's not necessarily the guy that everybody hypes him up to be, you know, it's enough to win football games, but is it enough to win Super Bowls?
1: I thought if you're a Bills fan, the most encouraging thing is you got the running game going. James Cook, 14 carries, 64 yards. Uh, Singletary 13 carries 51 yards uh, Singletary had a touchdown So they didn't rely as much on Josh Allen running And not taking as many hits So I think if you're a Bills fan That's what's encouraging uh, going forward But uh, Josh Allen does need to be better through the air But in this game he didn't have to be
0: No and and I guess that is the good thing right I, I, I yeah. am a little bit irritated though That Singletary did not get as many carries As he should have in my opinion James Cook was just doing so much better. But he blew a a, a James, or I'm sorry, Devin Singletary, Ramondre Stevenson prop bet that I had of both of them going over like 130-some-odd rushing yards combined. And, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson 10 carries 54 yards. I mean, kind of got you halfway there. But Singletary just let me down.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So,
0: um, all right. I mean, look, like we said going forward, now this this makes uh, New England's task of trying to be relevant that much more difficult. They are now six and six. Buffalo is now nine and three. So, I mean, do with that what you will. At this point, it's just a matter of uh, can Buffalo compete with the Kansas Cities? Can they compete with um, now? I mean, the surging Bengals at this point. So, what do they do with them? Right.
1: Well, yeah, no. I mean, the main thing for Buffalo now. You got the gifts Finally, Kansas City lost. No letup. Um, you got four games left pulling up their schedule there. Uh, they got the Jets coming up, so they need to take care of business. And they get their buy in week 15, which is a uh, late buy. I mean, I don't remember it ever being a, a week 15 buy, so that's uh unique. But yeah, no, take care of business against the Jets, get your payback. You come out of the bye, uh bye week and you go to Chicago, you should take care of business there, and then that sets up a huge uh matchup in Cincinnati. In week 17 to start the year 2023 and then you finish with new england so you win your last four games you're the one seed so it's pretty pretty simple for buffalo that's all they can ask for indeed
0: uh all right the over under on this game was 44 and a half did not get there by a full 10 points obviously like we talked about buffalo not necessarily playing up to the offensive standards that most buffalo fans are used to so um, under hit if you are under better on Thursday nights, which I mean, as, as history has proven, you probably should be at this point, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, let's talk about those, those damned New York jets. Uh, they are now seven and five after a loss to Minnesota, but don't think that they did not give it the old college try as they lost by five points. Uh, Minnesota coming in this three and a half point favorites in, in most places. So obviously covering the spread in that instance, but, uh, again, 27-22 were the Vikings. They were victorious over the Jets. This was one where Kirk Cousins was, I don't think he liked that. I don't think he liked his game at all. 21 of 35, 173 yards passing and a touchdown. Just not necessarily a, a good game for the offense, but they still managed to win, which is, uh, I guess, really just so much what the Jets were losing this game more than it was the Vikings winning.
1: Yeah, no, uh, business per usual for these Vikings. They find ways to win games. It's never sexy for them. Um, but, I mean, they're 10-2. They're Ironically, they're going to Detroit next week, and they're a dog currently. So uh, it kind of tells you uh, what the market thinks of it. But, um, yeah, no, I, the the Vikings just continue to find ways to win close games. under. And Kirk didn't have his best stuff, so for them to win a game where they didn't play their best ball over a quality opponent kind of just sums up the Vikings this year.
0: Yeah. Again, it's just find a way to win. And now they are 10 and 2, which, you know, definitely, (laughs) whatever you think about it, they're still top of the NFC, right? They're still right there with the Eagles as far as where they're at record wise. Talent wise, everybody can argue whether or not they think the Eagles are runaway favorites. But Minnesota, all that counts is whether or not you win, right? That's all that matters. It doesn't look, it doesn't matter how pretty it is, it doesn't matter how you dress it up a 10-2 record is still a 10-2 and two record in the National Football League.
1: No, yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I still think there's some regression. I'm, I'm kind of a Vikings hater, but, you know, I, I I tilt my cap when when it's deservingly so, and they're 10-2. They're right on pace with the Eagles for the one seed. Uh, they need the Eagles to have a hiccup or two coming down the stretch if they want any chance at getting that number one seed. But uh, Vikings one win away from clenching the North already.
0: Hey, listen, a couple of actually... I guess encouraging stories coming out of the the New York Jets camp is that Mike White threw for 369 yards. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but 369 yards is not bad. Uh, I know that a lot of that was, you know, them trying to do it. But more importantly, I I like what I saw out of Zonovan Knight. Uh, 15 carries, 90 yards, that 48-yard scamper. I mean, look, I think he's a legit talent, and the fact that Carter's down, I, I don't know that the Jets lose anything in their running game if they continue to use night.
1: Yeah, no, I thought that I, I think the Jets are all right with Mike White going forward. Clearly the locker room likes playing with him, And uh, I mean, they're sitting right there in the seat right now in the AFC 7 and 5 overall. So uh, kind of like a bunch of teams, the ball is in their court. They got a chance. Uh, got a big one with Buffalo that we already touched on. But after that, the schedule got some favorable spots against the Lions and Jags. So Jets will have a chance to uh, end that playoff drought this year.
0: So if I told you at the beginning of the week that Garrett Wilson would outperform Justin Jefferson, I mean, I know that Garrett Wilson didn't find the end zone, but eight catches, 162 yards versus Justin Jefferson's seven catches for 45 yards, you probably would have thought I was crazy. You probably would have thought those lines were flipped.
1: Yeah, I would have said the Jets would have blown him out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Garrett Wilson, 186 yards, he's just good.
1: No doubt. Yeah, no, he's, he's playing very well uh, since quarterback change.
0: Forty-three and a half. The point total for this one obviously goes over for the Jets and the Vikings. Let's turn our attention to a game that was not necessarily quite as entertaining, and that is the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Denver Broncos. Baltimore eeking out, and I mean eeking out, uh, a one-point win over the Broncos, ten to nine. Denver was nine and a half, or nine point, or eight and a half point underdogs, depending on where you had them. Uh, so, obviously, they covered the spread here, but the big story out of this one was Lamar Jackson once again finds his way to not finishing a football game. Stop me, Ryan, if you've heard this one before.
1: Unfortunately, I have, and stop me if you've heard this before. The Broncos didn't score 18 points once again, so... uh yeah, this was an awful game to be honest. Uh but the Ravens found a way to win a game with that quarterback. We'll see what happens with Lamar going forward. Seems like it sounds like he's going to miss some times. Um you can just tell that by the way that the on the look ahead to this upcoming week. Well, by by the way, stay tuned. We'll preview the look ahead to week 15. But week 14 the Steelers are a couple point favorites against the Ravens. So it tells me I don't think Lamar's going to play.
0: And even if he does, again, this is so difficult when you look at the way they should have dominated this game all the way through. Denver's, I mean, Denver had 272 total offensive yards. That is almost equal to Josh Allen's passing yards in the entire game, maybe 40, 50 off. Obviously, it's, you know, but you cannot win games when you cannot move the ball. And that is what's going on in Denver right now. I, I don't know. I mean, you go out and you pay Russ. To, to be the guy for you and nothing's happening. So I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know what you can do now to kickstart this. You can't even say that it's, it's the lack of talent around him because he's got Cortland Sutton, he's got Jerry Judy, he's got talented receivers, and he's got, well, he doesn't have the running back room that he probably should have, but Latavius Murray's no slouch. He's a good running back, right? He's a good serviceable running back, and that's really what you need for Russell Wilson. So Ryan... Put your general manager cap on. What are you even doing now in Denver?
1: That is the million-dollar question. The first thing, Nathaniel Hackett's going to be out. But I think that they have bigger problems than Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think you're just going to be, hey, flip of a coin, and all of a sudden, hey, uh, all right, uh, Hackett's out, new coach coming in, and Russell Wilson's going to look young again. I I think it's more complicated than that. He's not played well. I mean, he's thrown as many touchdowns as Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz hasn't played since week five.
0: What does that say? I mean, that's ah, uh, that's got to be frustrating for him too, though, because you figure he left Seattle because he was mm. getting tired of the environment, right? Coming to Denver, yeah. thinking things would be better, and they're and they not. Have
1: not. No, <laughs> so, no, and it, and it's the offense. I mean, he joined an elite defense. Their defense is playing out of their minds, but um. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just the stats continue. If uh, they're 3-9 and nine overall, if they just scored 18 points every game, they'd be 10-2, and two. so how about that?
0: <laughs> I mean, that, that record still holds true. That trend still is continuing, so that's got to say something. Uh, you know, Baltimore, for what I, I harped on Denver, not much better. 285 yards of total offense uh, for them, total yards for them. And Tyler Huntley accounted for 187 passing yards uh, on 27 completions. But, but again... I got to say this week after week because I'm when you say your quarterback cannot be your leading rusher, it usually is that your team just lost. And that's exactly what happened here again with Huntley being the leading rusher, 10 carries, 41 yards. You know, on a team that's predicated on being a triple option threat, I don't see three options on this team to run the ball anymore.
1: No, I agree, and especially without Lamar It's going to be interesting to see handicapping these Ravens going forward. Eight and four overall. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Although at this point last year they were nine and three and they lost out and finished nine and eight. Uh, Or maybe it was was eight and three and they lost out, lost their last six without Lamar to finish eight and nine. They got the Steelers and Browns both on the road. Those are going to be hard games with uh, without Lamar or a limited Lamar. And then. You got the Steelers once again. Then you got to go to the Bengals. I I kind of lean towards uh, those Bengals to win the AFC North.
0: It's going to be interesting to see where the futures market rates these guys going forward, as far as what their chances no are uh, going going uh, for the championship, or even going for their division at this point. So. We will see. No doubt. Uh, for bookkeeping purposes, hopefully you bet the under on this one. It was forty yeah. points.
1: <laughs> Just saying. I think that hit.
0: <laughs> I, I'm if you were the under better on this one, you were rejoicing all game long. You probably knew it was in the bag right from the yep. get go. Um, all right, let's turn our attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are now five and seven. Still have a shot to give Mike Tomlin a winning season. Uh, If they do some work, I mean, they've got a a few games to to cross the uh, 500 uh, margin here, but uh, they did win. They did take care of business against those scrappy Atlanta Falcons, 19 to 16 Pittsburgh. One point favorites in this game. Go to Atlanta. Beat the Falcons. I mean, look, the Falcons are five and eight now. Okay, we talk about how resilient they are in covering the spread. That's yep. about all they can do, uh, and and you know it was sixteen. By the way, uh, um, nineteen
1: to sixteen. So oh yeah, well, I'm all I'm all, that was a halftime score. Sorry, I was <laughs> looking at that, Yeah, I'm yes. all I'm all messed up. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no. I look at halftime. Real quick. At
0: halftime, it was it's, looking pretty good, right?
1: Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. No. Nineteen sixteen. There we go. We're up and live on YouTube. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, these Falcons—they were a covering machine, but no longer. Um, they're, I don't know, they're so one dimensional in terms of they just run the ball and they're so limited through the passing attack. A team like Pittsburgh can just dial up blitzes and uh, limit Marietta through the passing game. TJ Watt, I mean, this team's a different team when he's healthy. It's incredible how one guy can make such a difference. Um, but for the Pittsburgh, like you're back in the playoff race quietly, I think.
0: I think if you, well, I mean, obviously with the way the standings are at this point, yeah, there's very few teams that are sitting on the outside looking in, unless you're, you know, out, out there with the Bills or the, the Chiefs and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. a lot of these a lot of these bubble teams still have a shot, and I think you're right, if, if Pittsburgh can manage to be a good defensive team and do just enough to win games going forward, it sounds cliche, right? All you got to do is just keep the team from scoring and score more points than them, but honestly that's kind of what this is there are teams that can go into it knowing that they can blow the other team out of the water with a team like Pittsburgh the way they are right now all they want to do is just keep the team from scoring points and score at least one more point than them and so I mean they did it this week right
1: yeah no it, it's amazing how in the year 2022 a lot of these teams are playing like this where kind of just taking the ball out of the quarterback's hands playing conservative playing good defense uh defensively cover 2 don't get beat deep so it, it is crazy with all the rules changing towards the offense now. Defense seems to be uh, ahead of the offense this year, and we all know what what it's going to be in the postseason. Defense always comes through in the postseason, so I'm expecting a very physical and low scoring games coming down the stretch here.
0: We're running out of weeks. That's that's the crazy yeah. thing about it. We're literally on the back end of this, and it's just uh, it, it just feels to me like a lot of these teams that are fighting and fighting and fighting uh yeah we're gonna see some pretty good gritty performances down the line uh i mean look atlanta's not completely out of this either though because they play in the nfc south where i
1: basically good luxury to have
0: (laughs) i mean they they lost this game pretty handily but well three points is handily but they they, i don't think they really had a chance to win this at all at, at any point so yeah but they still can be factors in the south especially depending on what happens tonight
1: yeah no doubt um I, I think for these Falcons, uh, they're going to be scoreboard watching tonight because for everybody, we record Monday right before Monday Night Football. If the Saints do knock off the Bucks, all of a sudden it's race on with all four teams. Carolina's back in the mix if New Orleans can get this thing done tonight.
0: Oh my God, can you believe that? And they are letting go uh, Baker Mayfield, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, all right, Kenny Pickett, sixteen to twenty-eight, one hundred ninety-seven and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean it's enough to win. At this point, that's all you're asking for.
1: No doubt. Gets the job done, as they say.
0: Indeed. Uh, Marcus Mariota, only 13 completions, 167 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Not good enough to get the job done. Cordell Patterson, once again, the leading rusher on this team. 11 carries, 60 yards. Uh, Banaji Harris, 17 carries, 86 yards. Pat Fryermuth, leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How fantastic is that? Three catches, 76 yards. He had that 157-yarder that was... Just uh, picture perfect if you're a tight end premium fantasy manager like
1: me. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, Pickett likes thrown to him. That's been proven over these last couple of weeks. So good target for the rookie in Pittsburgh.
0: Indeed. Uh, all right, the over-under on this one, 42, did not get there. Uh, special shout-out, I guess, to Drake London. Six catches, 95 yards. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a solid guy going forward for these Falcons. Uh, they just need to get him more involved. Honestly, they need to get a quarterback they can throw to him.
1: The, him and uh, I know I know Pitts is injured for the year, but both of those guys going forward, they got to figure out offensively. I know they want to run the football, but you got two talented big receivers, big target guys like that. You got to be able to get them the ball more than they are. Indeed.
0: Uh, all right, let's step away for a second, and when we come back, we are going to break down the rest of the Week 13 slate. Because that is what we do here on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Stick around. We will be right back. But first, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bring in the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. You looking to get involved in the same game parlay? Yeah, you are win bet your home with their win bet build your own bet letting you customize the bet that you want to make great promos odds payouts it's all happening right now at win bet win bet has what you need to win you ready to play sign up today you're going to receive a special offer bet a hundred dollars win a hundred dollars there's so much to choose from and all you got to do Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and get to bet.com. Must be 21 or older, present in the state of playthrough it is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Right, Ryan, let's continue on down the line. Let's talk about the boss's favorite team. He is flying high right now. The 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles taking down the now 7-5 Tennessee Titans. This was an utter demolishing of what is a good team in the AFC. It's I mean, it's not like Tennessee's terrible. Obviously, they're 7-5. and 5. It's a pretty good team. But Philadelphia, just that much better than everybody else right now. They were four-and-a-half point favorites over the Titans. Covered that. And then some, even if you got him at six uh, somewhere down the line, again, this was a very handy win for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, A.J. Brown revenge game. Uh, he had this one circled on his calendars. Eight catches, 119, two touchdowns. The Eagles were awesome yesterday. Uh, known as an Eagles hater, I got to tip my cap to them. Um They got it done. A, a Statement game, They. I mean... Looking at the box score, I mean, Derrick Henry only goes 11 rushes for 30 yards, so I think uh, coaching staff called out this defensive line because the Eagles had been run on in recent weeks, so the Eagles uh, seemed like they may have gotten some things figured out up front, so uh, the Eagles seem to be the clear-cut favorite in the NFC now, especially with the news in San Fran that I know you don't want to talk about that we'll get into later.
0: Will we though? I don't know. I, I we might I, just
1: skip it for you. <laughs> I
0: may, I may very well just you know forget that I have to get to that game uh, when we get there. But no, look, when you can take out Derrick Henry, right? When you yep. can hold him to thirty yards, there's that narrative that Bill Belichick always hounds on the one thing that you're good at and tries to take that away. Right? We talk about that every time we talk about Bill Belichick. We talk about the the Patriots. But yep, as as. I guess as elementary as it sounds to be able to do that, it's very difficult, which is why these great players are great players, right? It's hard to hold Derrick Henry to 30 yards rushing. But when you can do that, obviously Tennessee's not going to score more than 10 points because Ryan Tannehill has proven that he alone is not going to be able to beat you with even the weapons that he's got, right? And I Um, believe we even saw uh, Traylon Burks um, injured, right?
1: Yeah, no, he got banged up, took a tough shot in the end zone. Um, you mentioned it, though, like when the, when the Titans fall behind, they have issues getting back in the game because they can't just re- rely on Ryan Tannehill to say, hey, go get us back in the game like a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or even in Joe Burrow. Those guys are just on such a different level. And I think that's – we're going to continue to see – Tennessee struggle against the elite teams in the NFL, but they can they can beat up on the bad teams in the NFL, aka the AFC South, and get it done and get to the postseason and win another division title. But I just think going forward they're going to be one and done in the playoffs, most likely.
0: But Philly, though, they continue to get off to hot starts. I mean, twenty one points in yes. the first half, like that's how they do it. They beat up and they pile up on you right out of the out of the gate and just sort of break your will at that point, you know. And and <laughs> the Titans didn't score anything. In the second half. So it just, yeah, I, I you you saw almost complete and utter dominance. Well, you did see complete and utter dominance from one team in this game. And, and yeah, but Philly's, Philly's going to be good again for the rest of the season. Kind of like you said, I don't know. I don't know, though. It, it's just a matter of can they continue this throughout the entire playoffs because obviously they're going to get there. How far they get, I suppose, is up to uh, how how well they want to perform for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, they're good as long as they don't run into Heineke again. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I mean, look, at if if Washington ends up making it,
0: this is going to be a great round three, right?
1: No doubt. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it happens. Uh, obviously, both our, the Eagles are going to be in, but uh, Washington's got to take care of some business coming down the stretch before we can talk potential playoff scenarios and matchups.
0: So just to, just to wrap things up on this game, because there's not much to break down, Tennessee – They've got to get better. They've got to get leads. They've got to hold on to leads. Uh, But A.J. Brown, you talked about the revenge game. Eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, And then Jalen Hurts, man, 29, eighty, three touchdowns. Fantastic stuff. Tannehill, 14, uh, 22, 141 and a touchdown. He was the leading rusher on the team, believe it or not. (laughs) 34 yards for Ryan Tannehill on three carries. He had a 17-yard scramble to help him out. But um, you ready for this one? I did not practice this name. I'm going to read this cold. You ready? Yep. Chigozim Okonkwanu. Okun- <laughs> Okun- ok- right. Okun- Okonkwanu.
1: Yeah. Right? I think it's A Okonkwano.
0: There you go. That's better. I yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah.
1: He was a leading receiver. So, like you said, tough day for the Titans when he's your leading receiver and Tannehill's your leading rusher.
0: As someone whose name is mispronounced, I understand the importance of pronouncing names correctly, so I want to make sure his name got pronounced correctly. So that's yes. why I'm glad you did that. He deserves all the respect in the world for leading the receiving on this one. So good on him. Join
1: the, yeah, join the club. Both of our uh, last names get mispronounced all the time.
0: I just can't. I mean, you know, it, it, it's nuts.
1: McIntyre and Villa Gomez.
0: It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to Jacksonville and Detroit. Jacksonville just wants to move on. I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point. They just want to move on. Uh, they are now 4-8. and eight. The Lions moved to 5-7, and seven, but they just annihilated the Jaguars, 40-17. to 17. Uh, They were a half a point, a point-and-a-half favorite Detroit. Safe to say they covered, and then some. Uh, and then, just here's the thing about Detroit, right? When we talked about them early on in the season, we talked about how scrappy they were, and then they stopped being scrappy. But now... They're scrappy again. But we may go back to the non scrappy version because it seems like uh yeah, it's just it's just a weird ride with these guys.
1: Yeah, and uh don't look now. The Lions are somewhat in the playoff race. They're sitting at five and seven. They've won what now four out of five after starting the year one and six. They seem to be getting better under Dan Campbell. They dominated this game. Uh this was never close. I thought Jacksonville maybe coming off the big win over Baltimore maybe continue the momentum, but they got drilled. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And, uh, yeah, no, the Lions, uh, Armand Ross, St. Brown, he continues to roll. So here's what's frustrating for,
0: well, yeah, Armand Ross, St. Brown, 11 uh, catches, 114 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Christian Kirk, once again, the leading receiver for the Jaguars. You can pretty much put that in the bank every single week. Six catches, 104 yards. Travis Etienne, kind of a disappointing day. 13 carries, 54 yards. He did lose the ball once. So, um, you know, just sort of a day they want to forget. Trevor Lawrence, 17 to 31, 179 yards and a touchdown for Trevor. What's frustrating about this season for the Jaguars is that they're not good and they're not going to get the first pick in the draft this season. So that's what I'm I'm sure that's frustrating because at least when they weren't good in the last few seasons, they knew that they could get the first pick in the draft. Not this season.
1: I will say it hasn't worked out for them, though, when they get the first pick. So maybe try something different here.
0: I Yeah, at this point, just see what you've got. Kick the tires on a lot of different things because, yeah, you're pretty much out of it. So what are you going to do at this point to, to make things right? Um, Over-under on this one, 51 and a half and it hit. I don't know how many people were actually uh, betting the over on this game, but if you did, you were pretty happy. Uh, DeAndre Swift, fantasy managers, were a little bit happy. 14 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown for Swift. He did not get vultured by Williams every single time (laughs) that they got there, so uh, good on them.
1: Yeah, no, highest total of the week, uh, cash is on the over. It's crazy, isn't it? Yep.
0: Um, All right, let's move on to the next game, which I know you're not necessarily all that thrilled about. Uh, It is the 7-5-1 Washington commanders to, <laughs> as they tied the New York football Giants who are now seven four and one it was a 20 20 tie uh, obviously overtime could not settle this uh, yes tie um, <laughs> and and the the spread on this one was about a point and a half two and a half points depending on uh, where you were doesn't matter didn't happen this this thing never happened. so takeaways from this other than the fact that the over under, was 40 and you couldn't even get you couldn't even get a win on an over or an under if you bet on 42 so you tied you pushed anyways this whole game was a wash for (laughs) bettors and fans alike
1: yeah no the only ones that won is if you had the giants plus the two or plus the one whatever you got it as because i guess you won the spread there but uh my takeaways. It, I for both teams a little disappointing because you want to get that eighth win because uh, Seattle, who we'll touch on here, gets a big comeback win to get the seven wins as well um, over the Rams. The Niners now have eight wins. Um, the The NFC South is a one bid division, but seems like it, the rematch that'll happen here in two weeks will be for that seventh seed, and uh, it'll be back in D.C. I think Washington is better than New York. Uh, Bias or no no bias, I, I I think they have the better team, um, and but I mean Heineke found a way. He didn't play well yesterday, but when they were down seven late, he, he found a way to manage a drive, get it tied up, and then kind of the teams just traded punts going down the stretches. It, it was kind of like they both knew that if we tied, it's not the end of the world. So it, they the the play calling got very very conservative in the overtimes.
0: Well, it's just frustrating because while well, we talked about it in the opening, just ties are ties, and it's—I yeah, it I, I don't sucks. like to see it. I, I love to see a winner or a not winner. Like I don't want to see them play to a a tie because it almost feels like then what were you out there for, you know? And and right. I've seen my fair share of ties, and we've actually—I feel like we've seen more in the last few years than there were in the years before that. Or maybe it's just because I'm more aware of them now. I don't know, but it just feels like there's more. There's been more ties over the last couple of years than there have been in the past. I, I don't have the stats in front of me for it, but you know, if you're a statistician and you want to find out for me, please do.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we had one, what, week number one with uh, Colts and Texans. And I know last year we had a couple. Uh, it, it seems like there's a couple every year now. Now, the question is, Will the Texans have more wins or more ties by the end of the year?
0: <laughs> Ooh, can can somebody get a book? Uh, somebody get a futures bet on that? I want to see what the odds are. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, no, man, could happen.
1: They they maybe they tie one more and they finish what one fourteen and two or something.
0: <laughs> one fourteen and two. What that would be a hell of a record to have. I, you'd have to think that that would be the first time in history that that happened.
1: No doubt. Yeah, I don't think any. I think uh, Kramer and Sean were talking about it, um, that somebody has never done this where they could potentially finish with more ties than wins.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean, unless it's soccer, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tyler Heineke, 27 of 41, 275, two touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 25 of 31, 200 yards and a touchdown. But he did have 12 carries for 71 yards uh, on the ground, so... Daniel Jones trying to do it all. Oh, wait, look, Ryan, another quarterback that was the leading rusher, and their team didn't win. I mean, they didn't lose, but they didn't win either.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, 70 yards uh, on the ground. He's he's sneaky fast. I I Every time I watch him, I'm like, I, I didn't realize he was that fast. Um, but I also feel like you just say that about any white guy. It's like, hey, hey he's sneaky fast. He's sneaky athletic, so, yeah. There's that episode
0: of the league where they start describing how people get described. I I highly suggest you guys go watch it. It's hilarious. But yeah. (laughs) um, All right. Brian Robinson continuing to do great things on the field. 21 carries, 96 yards. Did have a fumble. But still, I mean, look, I I like what I see out of him. He's young. He's got potential. I think he'll be a good running back for your guys for a very long time. Uh, So I, I think you got a good one there.
1: Yeah, I mean, anybody that can come back from being shot uh, is my kind of guy. So, yeah, no, he's, he's having a monster rookie year. It's It really is a great story. Um, Coming out of the bye, looking forward to getting Chase Young back, finally.
0: Yeah, oh, my God, that defense is probably yeah. going to be even more vicious at that point. Um, yeah. All right, let's put that one in the books. Uh, we'll call it a tie. Uh, we'll move on <laughs> to Cleveland and Houston. The Deshaun Watson revenge game ended up in the favor of the new team, but not in the way that everybody thought it was going to happen, Cleveland on top of the Texans, 27-14. to 14. Uh, Cleveland entered this one by more than a touchdown favorite, 7.5 in some places, 8 in others, uh, or 7 depending on where you got it as well. Obviously covered it and then some. But listen, as somebody who went off on waivers and picked up Cleveland's defense before the week, that my friends is where the sausage was made. Cleveland defense really making noise in this matchup, and to whose surprise?
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Deshaun Watson was awful. Uh, he 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 was atrocious yesterday. Uh, Twelve of twenty two for one thirty in an intercept, and his interception he threw. I t- I tweeted it out. I was like, that is the worst throw I've seen all year. He threw it right to the guy. I didn't even know what he was looking at. It had no chance. Um, th- Houston should have won the game. If they just don't turn the ball over, they win the game because the Cleveland offense was was not doing anything offensively. Even though they did have success running the ball, it felt like they wanted to throw the ball more just because they had a new toy and wanted to showcase him. Um, I guess Cleveland, just get out of there with the win, keep it moving because uh, two in a row now off the bye, and I'm looking at what Cleveland's got on deck. They got at Cincinnati, so that's a big spot. For Deshaun Watson, and we'll see if uh the Browns can keep it rolling, I guess.
0: So Deshaun Watson, 12 to 20, she likes it, 131, an interception. Kyle Allen, they let him throw the ball 39 uh, times. Yeah. Damian Pierce had 73 yards, regardless of the fact that Allen threw it that many times. So I mean, for both of these teams, you can't feel good. Cleveland, five and seven, Houston, one ten and one. I mean, Cleveland did come away with this win but the only thing you can feel good about is the fact that your defense played their ass off and pretty much won the game for you.
1: Yeah, no, it was all defense in this game. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, shout out to Jay Mark, uh, who I do the Wednesday show with uh, old fashioned football. We, he is in the chat, so uh, he's live in it. Uh, we have not covered the Bears yet, J. Mark. They're on deck, I believe, so you joined at the perfect time, unfortunately. I don't even know if you want to hear that, so if you want to take a bathroom break, go now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and so here's the thing about either one of these. I, I understand, and I've, I saw several people out there yesterday talking about, well, if you expected Deshaun Watson to come and light it up after being away for so long and blah, 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 I don't know what you were expecting, I get it. I know. I, I know you're not going to get it, like vintage Deshaun Watson in the first week that he's yeah. back. But that? that? That's what no. we got? After all the hype?
1: <laughs> yeah, for all the people that said that don't expect him to play well. He better play well. They're paying him to play well. They're paying him a lot to play well. And they've dealt with a lot of bullshit to get him to uh, have a position to play well. So, he needs to play better. I mean, there's no no doubt about it.
0: Uh, and I think he knows that too, but by the same token, it's like, eh, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to even happen later on and, and how much everything else is going to affect what we see going forward. But for now, Cleveland wins, 27-14, Houston. Yeah. Very much jockeying for that first pick in the draft.
1: Rod, for you, I mean... For an organization, they're usually easy to root for. Cleveland, it's hard to root for Cleveland now with Deshaun Watson.
0: It's just hard overall because you've watched what has happened in Cleveland. You know, Baker yeah. Mayfield came in, did okay. You got Nick Chubb. You got Kareem Hunt. You got Miles Jack. You got all these great guys that you, you, you just— You got pieces. Yeah, you've got tons of dudes, right, like they say. Yeah. But nothing's happening with them that makes no you doubt. want to keep rooting for them week after week, so— yeah I get it. So speaking of of rooting for people week after week, Aaron Rodgers, the the bad boy turned, I guess still bad boy, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers uh, leading the Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears. Green Bay now a 1,000 percent fun five and eight uh, Chicago three and 10 on the year. Aaron Rodgers 182 yards, one touchdown. Uh, thank God for his running game. Uh, A.J. Dillon, 18 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, but Justin Fields continues to be the story, sorry, J-Mark, uh, over all of this. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the, um, on the podcast, Ryan throws up on our graphic there the score with the apologies to <laughs> J-Mark for, uh, unfortunately, his team not going he's got no nice things to say about rogers justin that is correct but justin fields he's got the world to say about 254 unfortunately through two two interceptions and no touchdowns on the game but continues to run the ball massively six carries 71 yards and a touchdown there that one. Ooh, that 55 yard touchdown run just or was it yeah yeah just made everybody look silly
1: yeah, and if you had the Bears like I did, like Jay Mark did, this was a tough loss. We were on the right side of this. They were winning the entire game. They were up by double digits at multiple times in this game, including 16 to 13. Uh, they're up 19 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and for the Packers to cover this number the way they did on a just a total blown coverage by the Bears when the Packers were just running out the clock was a tough tough beat, man. Tough beat
0: sometimes the betting gods do not like you and that is what happened in this case again like the bears were three and a half point underdogs in this one green bay obviously covers this the over under on this one was 45 and a half and we got there so if you were an over better on this one you were happy which i don't know i mean where were you on this one were you over or under
1: i leaned the under because of the weather in chicago hey uh uh rod you get a little bit of feedback i maybe there's something with your microphone settings um if you want to just check that check that real quick um is just getting some feedback in the chat right now but uh yeah no i i i lean the under usually i always usually lean me under in these bears games at soldier field because it's so cold um yeah but i i I think, but the Bears have kind of been an over team this year, even though they play in the cold because of how electric Justin Fields can be with his legs and their defense isn't very good. Yeah,
0: I Well, and it's, it's just frustrating for the Bears when they started out with some fantastic hopes, right? I mean, they, they yeah. saw Justin Fields being Justin Fields and now it's like, here we are. And, and three and 10, it's just a, it's just totally frustrating for these guys. I can understand where they probably want to pick their season back up again. Um, I don't think the playoffs are in the mix for them, but still a lot to build on, I, I think, around Justin Fields. He's starting to look much, much yeah. better.
1: Hey, and Jay Mark, uh, what's, uh, you could just put in the chat, what is the Chicago Bears uh, draft capital? I know they gave up a lot to get Justin Fields. They're obviously going to be in the top five, top ten picks, I think, Rod. We agree on that, being three and ten overall. Um, so if... If they do lose out, they do still have their top pick. It's not the Giants, I believe. Yeah,
0: I don't know either. But again, you know, it's, yep, the Bears it, have it. Yep, yeah, they J-Mart got their confirmed top five pick yeah. at least. So yeah. yeah, definitely see on that one. Um, all right, but for Green Bay, this is this is the mark where where they got to figure out whether or not they're going to uh, move forward, or if Aaron Rodgers even wants to move forward. I mean, we talk about this every week. Is this his last one? I don't know. Who knows? Only him.
1: Yeah, no, they're 5 and 8 overall. They got to win their last four um to even have a chance. They they're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need the Giants pretty much to lose out or Washington to lose out. Yeah. Because both those teams hold hold the tiebreakers over Green Bay as well. And now that they both have a tie, if both teams just get the 9 wins, the Packers are out. Yeah, which I know, which I know Bears fans like hearing <laughs> <laughs> Bears fans love. Yeah. hearing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to the NFC West battle between the Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Rams. Normally for San Francisco fans, we're all about beating L.A. Doesn't matter who doesn't matter what just beat L.A. Uh, but this time we wanted L.A. to beat Seattle. Uh, we needed the Rams to, to kind of keep Seattle at bay. The one thing we need LA to do for us, they don't do. They end up losing 27 to 23 to those pesky Seattle Seahawks. Although the Seahawks, in the process, do not cover their six and a half point spread. Uh, if you got them at five and a half, uh, you still weren't even happy. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just an LA thing to turn around and end up losing games they should have won. John Wolford, the AAF uh, man himself. 14 of 26 for the Rams, 178 yards. Stafford's done, uh, so this done. will be his team. Two interceptions. Um, yeah, I mean, 2-2 Atwell was your leading receiver. Two catches, 48 yards. You're not going to win very many games like that, Ryan. It's just it's frustrating.
1: Yeah, no, Uh. uh you and I both were both heavily rooting for the Rams because you and the NFC West, me in the NFC wildcard race, but the Seahawks, Geno Smith, Pete Carroll—they continue to find ways to win games. They got the Panthers on deck, and then they got the they got the showdown with the Niners at the 12th man. So, if uh, the Seahawks get this one coming up against uh, Carolina, they're in a good position, I think, against uh, Brock Purdy. All of a sudden,
0: uh, oh, if it is Brock Purdy, I mean, again, we'll yeah, talk about it. It but, might be
1: Josh Johnson.
0: Oh yeah, let's go XFL Wildcats. Let's do it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. To me, this Seattle team, obviously, they're gonna continue to find ways to be scrappy because that's just in their DNA. Obviously, if you're Pete Carroll, you want to continue to win because you gave up a lot to to be starting over again and you wanna show and prove that you won the bat or you won the war when it comes to who you gave up. And right now it's looking pretty good. Right? It's like like I said, no When, doubt. You, when you wanna when you want to show that significant other that you're doing well without them and you parade the, the new person and, and you say, look, we're doing a lot better and then the other person's miserable, makes you happier by comparison.
1: Yeah, no, I I I I hear you on that one. They definitely seem to be winning the divorce so far. <laughs> um I, but but more because the other one I actually actually scratch that. The Seahawks have done done well for themselves with Geno Smith, so I shouldn't knock them. But it's more so Russell Wilson's just been so bad for Denver.
0: Oh, it's been horrible,
1: but yeah. Hey, horrible's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, there are other words out there that I'm sure probably best describe it, but uh, yeah, Geno Smith, 28 to 39, 367, three touchdowns, just fantastic day for him, uh, which by mm-hmm. proxy was a great day for Tyler Lockett. Nine uh, nine receptions, 128 yards in that touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Rams are pretty much out of this. Can't believe that they won the Super Bowl last year. Knew it was a fluke.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, it like like for a Super Bowl, this is the worst Super Bowl winner of all time. It like in terms of like the next year, I don't remember a Super Bowl champion ever being three and nine.
0: I mean, it's L.A., right? Uh, that's all I got. to yeah. say. I'm sorry, L.A. fans. I'm, I'm a San Francisco fan and we just bleed beat L.A. every single time. So no doubt. Uh, all right. Speaking of San Francisco, let's move there. Uh, well, OK, everybody moved to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> where the winning team uh, ended up being the 49ers as they beat the Miami Dolphins 33-17. Both teams now 8-4, and four, but San Francisco on a tear. Yes, we lose Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, we've already lost Trey Lance. Now it's Brock Purdy, who Justin Mark believes is going to be a good starting quarterback because he watched him at Iowa State. No surprise there. Justin Mark bread, Baby. as Iowa, as <laughs> Iowa team folks over there. Um, but, you know, here's the thing about the San Francisco team. It is exactly what a football team should be. Strong defense, good running game. Doesn't matter who your quarterback is, you just win games. They made Tua look so confused all game long. And that is exactly why. They ended up winning this game in the end is because Tua could not get anything going. The only thing he had that was good in that game was Tyreek Hill. And and past that, I mean, some timely third down conversions. Yeah, Gasecki had that almost catch that was a catch. But, I mean, the the defense just did everything it needed to do to keep this Niners team uh, winning. And shout out to Brock Purdy for, for doing what he needed to do also to get the team to win.
1: Yeah, no, I thought Brock Purdy was solid. Uh, uh Jay Mark in the tra- uh, chat said uh, everybody moves to San Fran. He can't afford it, so he's staying in Iowa. Uh, Jay Mark, I'm with you. I can't afford to live in San Fran either, so we'll stay. <laughs> we'll stay in the Midwest. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think the Niners going forward is handicapping them. Yeah, they lose Jimmy G. That is a tough blow, obviously. Jimmy G's been kind of their backbone in terms of their kind of their glue guy. You know, whenever he's in there, it seems like they got a shot. They rally around him, and he wins 70% of his games. But the proof is in the pudding for the Niners. Run the ball, play good defense. So I think Brock Purdy's going to do the same thing. Just keep running the ball, uh, pass the ball through the air, off play action, and if there's any – Coach that can hide his quarterback's deficiencies, I think Kyle Shanahan's a guy to simplify the game plan and make it easy for Brock Purdy.
0: We have seen this already, though. We've seen this show as far as hiding quarterback yeah. deficiencies. Obviously, we got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. We got to the playoffs again with Jimmy G. And it's not as if Jimmy G has yeah. been the transcendent quarterback that everybody wants him to be. Yes, Justin Mark, uh uh, that Purdy may not be as Purdy as Jimmy G. Uh, which I love Purdy jokes. Now, uh, my dad and my brother were both texting me, hey, this guy's Purdy good. Uh, he's got a pretty good chance of winning this game, which I thought was you know, hilarious and laughed, and then when they won, it was even funnier. But look, here's the thing. Doesn't matter what the quarterback is. Could be Trey Lance, could be Jimmy G, could be Brock Purdy, could be Josh Johnson, it could be Tyler Heineke, it could be anybody. They got a guy like Christian McCaffrey, they're going to go far right? McCaffrey was all about being the lead guy, and I want him to stay healthy. That's That's been my biggest bugaboo with him, is just being able mm-hmm. to stay healthy. But McCaffrey, leading the running, t- uh, running game, 17 ter- carries, 66 yards, but also the leading receiver, eight catches for 80 yards um, and a touchdown in this game. I mean, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, Ayuk, all of these folks, as long as you can get the ball to them, they're gonna they're gonna allow you to win. And then this defense has just been now. Granted, they finally let a second half uh, score on the board in five games, but they almost didn't do that either. So no. you know this yeah. defense is, is stout.
1: No, they're lights out. You mentioned it. Bosa's an animal. That front's an animal. Uh, secondary's playing well. Hey, Rod, you're closer to the situation. I had this game on mute next to the Bengals-Chiefs game, which I had on the volume. Is there some bad blood between Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel? Ah,
0: uh, no, they didn't really say anything about it, other than the fact that, obviously, they were you know, together as coaches. But, you know,
1: okay. that that's really kind of it kind of seems short on the handshake at the end. So I was wondering, I was like, because McVeigh and, and Shanahan love each other.
0: Well, yeah. But I mean, look, yeah. the, the thing is, is that obviously McVeigh knows that he just can't beat Shanahan in the regular season. That's all there is to it. Like
1: They already True. know that. Yeah. I'm sure McDaniel
0: yeah. was was pissed off because his team is a much better team than than, uh, you know, than a lot of the other teams that have, have played. So I, I would think that you want to come out and beat that one of the you know what i'm saying like you you want and yeah. when it happens that's probably why the short handshake he probably just didn't want to hear anything about it because he knew his team blew it
1: i got you yeah no i just i had to ask that to somebody that's close to the niner situation and mike mcdaniel and shanahan
0: yeah no it, it's it's true um all right overrunner on this one <laughs> was that he never shouted yeah <laughs> yeah shanahan didn't like the mcdaniels never showered Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, all right, so over under this was 45 and a half. It reached 50, so it was definitely over. Um, San Francisco is going to have a lot of, of building to do on this. They are 8-4 and four now uh, and really in charge of that NFC West. They just got to hang on. They got to have Brock Purdy hang on to this uh, no lead for them. So and, and again, not to bury the lead, but Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the season with a broken foot. That, that injury, too, looked kind of crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I, I hate it for Jimmy G. Wish him the best in his uh, rehab. It'll be interesting to see what, where he goes from here.
0: I was going to say, I don't think we're going to see another another game for him suiting up for the Niners. I would I would love it, but we've seen this story before. Jimmy going yeah. down, ending the season, and not being able to finish one out. So, Agreed. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about two quarterbacks that are going to stay with their respective teams for a decent amount of time. I still don't think Derek Carr's career is going to be over despite what the Raiders' record is. And in fact, if they continue to keep winning games like this, then maybe it's, you know, gonna continue on even farther where the, the Raiders win 27-20 to 20 over the L.A. Chargers. And really, this is a story more of how the Chargers are just not the team in the AFC West that they were supposed to be. Uh, they were two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game, which, to the Raiders, should tell you everything you need to know, uh, but they didn't even cover that. So... Derek Carr, 16 of 32-52 uh, two touchdowns and interception. But Josh Jacobs, once again, 26 carries, 144 yards. Devontae Adams, 8 catches, 177 yards, 2 touchdowns. Ryan, these weapons are amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah no, it was uh, it was simple for Vegas. Uh, get the ball to Devontae Adams and run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Uh, it, it was crazy because I was watching that game. And Adams caught the first touchdown out of the out of the break. And I was like, oh, nice catch. And then I, it was like five minutes later, he caught another one. I was like, is that a replay? Uh, like, uh, no, no, that's him again, catching streaking down the sideline, making a contested catch. The Don't look now. The Raiders have won three in a row since uh, Derek Carr had his uh, emotional press conference. So they're sneaking back into the playoff race, pulling up what they got coming up with the Raiders. They got, uh, they're at the Rams on Thursday, so that should be a game they should win. And then from there, you go New England and Pittsburgh, so uh, they're right in the thick of things in the AFC Wild Card. On the other side, this Chargers team, man, if it weren't for the Broncos, the Chargers would be the biggest disappointment in the AFC. The Broncos kind of take all the spotlight because of how really bad they are, but the Chargers, man, six and six. This is a uh, Staley's done. He's a dead man walking. If they don't get to the playoffs, he's going to get fired. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert's too talented a guy. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, they got too many weapons to be a 6-6 six and six ball club. That
0: has me scratching my head more, though, than the Denver situation. I mean, Denver's obviously yeah. got the, the names as well, but Herbert, young guy, 335, a touchdown on 28 completions, 47 attempts. I mean, it's it's... It's not a bad stat line. In fact, it's a really good stat line. In fact, this is much better than either one of the stat lines we were talking about for Denver or for even New England or anybody like that, right? And and unfortunately, they can't win with it.
1: I I was just getting ready to say I really like Herbert's arm. I like his potential. I like his size, everything. Hey, look, he looks he looks awesome. But does he have it is what I'm starting to wonder cuz there's way too much talent on this team. To just go, oh it's a coach it, it's more than the coach right now, I think they, they, they find ways to lose games that they shouldn't they, and they lose a lot of close games, and when you have a franchise quarterback, you should win more than you lose.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Austin Eckler, disappointing day, 10 carries 35 yards, Keenan Allen, six catches, 88 yards and a touchdown. but yeah, I mean, look, as someone who doesn't have it, I, I can recognize yeah. that that you know sometimes you just don't yeah. have it.
1: They don't have. He doesn't have Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G's it. Yeah, no, that like, chiseled, like you know, yeah, the it, the Heineke and and Garoppolo it factor. Where it's hey, it's not sexy, but I'm gonna find a way to win this game.
0: What about Garoppolo to the Chargers? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> Uh,
1: are you are you trying to uh, persuade the Chargers into dealing uh, Herbert to you guys?
0: <laughs> uh, no, because we have Trey Lance and that would be all, you know, screwy, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't know that I'd I turn it, it down obviously.
1: Yeah, I was about to say I think you're taking Herbert over Lance, no offense Lance. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely doing that.
0: Um all right, let's talk about two quarterbacks who are definitely not going anywhere again either and that's Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. What is it about these Bengals? Uh, they are scrappy. They are crazy. And they came out and won against the Kansas City Chiefs, held their home turf, beat the two-and-a-half-point spread against the Chiefs. Now Cincinnati's 8-4, and four, looking better than they were before. Started off the season with a little bit of a scare. Now they're right back where they should be. Kansas City now 9-3. and three. Um, You know, it just it really is a matter of this Bengals team finding a way to to get back where they were and, and really look like the team that they should have been all along.
1: So how do you beat the Kansas city chiefs? Just ask the Cincinnati Bengals. Cause they own them all of a sudden three wins in what? 11 month span over Kansas city. Um, they've beaten them in Cincinnati. Obviously they beat them in Arrowhead and the AFC championship. This was a huge win for the Bengals to get back into it. pull within one game of the one seat now. And right there in the driver's seat for the AFC North Joe Burrow, yeah, what what can you say? That guy's awesome. Yeah. He has it, and like we're talking about, if <laughs> Herbert has it, Joe Joe fucking Burrow has it. And those <laughs> shades, and the and yeah. the
0: the cigar, yeah. yeah, it's all it's all no about doubt.
1: It. He has it. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean for the Chiefs, I mean disappointing loss, but they'll be back. It, it seems like they lose every five six games, and they rattle off five or six in a row after that. So, but they lost home field going forward. They need a loss from Buffalo to get it back.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what's crazy. And maybe it doesn't matter to them, I don't know. But it did snap a five. It might game, not. <laughs> no. No, it did snap a five game winning streak for the Chiefs, but it, it, it began it lengthened uh what is now a four game winning streak for the Cincinnati Bengals. But you know, when you've got guys that can make plays and Jamar Chase is just I mean, he's gonna come back here eventually and, and it's it's just gonna be scary for the rest of the I mean he did come back, sorry, and made an impression. Seven receptions, ninety seven yards uh in his in his comeback. So, I mean Scary, right?
1: Yeah. No, and uh, he, he's awesome. T. Higgins is awesome. That that whole group is awesome. I mean, there's no, I, I could say great things about the Bengals after watching that game from start to finish. They're right there to make another playoff push, and it's going to be fun. It, it really is. To watch Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen all duel in the playoffs, it, it's going to be a three-headed monster there, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and for the Bengals to lose Joe Mixon? Don't worry. We got some AJP Ryan. 20 carries, 106 yards on the day for him. So, yeah, just a great, great performance overall and a gritty win for the Bengals over the Chiefs. I Don't really need to necessarily break either one of these teams down because we know exactly what's going to happen. Although I will say over-under on this one was about 53 uh, in some places. So if you bet the over on this one expecting gigantic fireworks, you got them, but unfortunately it did not hit the over as they scored 51 points on this uh, on this game how frustrating is that huh yeah
1: that's why you should it opened at 51 so you should have grabbed the right when it opened you got to beat the number oh hey we do that don't we yeah yes and that will be our next segment here after this next game speaking of beating the numbers holy
0: hell have you ever seen (laughs) have you ever seen a game quite like this
1: uh, no, because I had the Colts actually, and it was 21 to 19 headed into the fourth quarter and I'm like, Oh, they're catching 10 and a half. I feel good about where I'm at. I think they're, I think, you know, this is a k- typical cowboy letdown game. Everybody's picking them on Sunday night and they're going to be in a dog fight. And it was, and then the turnover barrage happened. And I was like, what was that? 33 unanswered in the fourth quarter. I've never seen that before.
0: I just, I'm trying to rack my brain. It's the last time I've seen anything like that. And 33 points, like you said, in the fourth quarter. No points for the Colts in the fourth quarter. It just, it went from bad to worse to what the hell really quick. And yeah, Yeah. I mean, Indy coming into this as 11 and a half point underdogs, 10 and a half point underdogs in some spots, if you got it right, yeah, I mean, for the first three quarters, you were loving life. At that point, you were like, "Yeah, this is going to yeah. work. This is going
1: to work." Then it didn't. You thought it would at least come down to the wire if you were going to cover. You didn't think, "Oh, yeah, they're going to score thirty in a row to blow us out of the water, out of the gym, or for, sorry, gym." <laughs> you can tell I've been on the college basketball experience so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, blow us out of the stadium. So uh, yeah, no, uh, Dallas looks good, man. I hey I, I, I he. I hate those words coming out of my mouth, but they—they're—they're they're good. Their defense is really, really good.
0: Don't worry. The company policy is that we can't fire if you actually speak the truth. Yeah. Like that's all there is yeah. to it. Uh, Dallas
1: sucks. Da,
0: Dallas <laughs> sucks. Well, look, promo
1: code <laughs> on a night
0: on a night where uh, Dak Prescott completes only twenty passes for one hundred seventy-one yards, one hundred seventy yards rather, but three touchdowns. I mean, on the flip side, Matt Ryan twenty-one to thirty-seven, two thirty-three. Two touchdowns, but those three costly interceptions just made it tough down the stretch.
1: Yeah, Matt Ryan's done. I mean, we said it at the beginning of the year. They got a Fools Gold win, and then they celebrated like it was uh, the 2006 Colts with Jim Irsay saying, I told you so on me hiring Jeff Saturday. And it's like, get out of here, man. You beat the Raiders. And then all of a sudden, you've lost three in a row once again. The Colts are a joke right now. I mean, they're... I hate to be brutally honest, but they are. I mean, they 4-8-1 and one in a division that they should win, but, I mean, they're they're not going to because they're dysfunctional.
0: Yeah. It's, it, and look, that's it, too. Just going forward, whatever the Colts are, bet against it. That's that's I guess that's going to be the good way to win uh, going forward. Over on this one, 44, and that was uh, done by the Dallas Cowboys in almost one quarter. Uh, love playing in Friday Night Lights at the good old football gym. <laughs> oh, Justin, uh, that's yeah, that's that's exactly the sentiment for the weekend.
1: Um, right. I'm just glad to get. I'm just glad i just to get split screen on this show, J Mark. <laughs> uh, we need to bring him in. We need to just have you yeah. on, Justin,
0: uh, yeah. in one of these for sure. Uh, all right, no doubt. Let's put a bow on week thirteen. Uh, that is almost over again as it wraps up tonight with that uh, that showdown between the NFC South. But let's look ahead to some Week 15 lines, as we always do. Where are we getting these from? Ryan, we're getting them from our friends at OddsTrader.com who have the lines posted well ahead of when we need them, but we're trying to get you some value. But before we do, how do we do in our last value hunt there, Ryan?
1: We won 5-1 in terms of the value. We finally, I don't remember us losing one. This might have been the first loss of the year. I think we've pushed a couple. We lost. We gave out Minnesota minus 2 at Detroit. Detroit's favored next week. What what? Yeah. Wow. So that you know what that means? Sunday morning, I am taking Detroit. Vegas uh. is telling me to take Detroit. Uh shocker. Uh Minnesota's a big public side early in the week. So uh monitor your lines there. Yeah, crazy that a ten and two team is going on the road to a five and seven, and they are an underdog in the NFC North. Um, we gave out the Eagles minus two. They're now seven point favorites at the G, man. We gave out those Dallas Cowboys. They were eight-point favorites at home against the Texans. They're favored by 17 now. <laughs> so uh, almost 10 points of value there. Uh, we gave out we gave out the Chiefs at a pick them in Denver. And no, we're not smoking uh, the mile high. Uh, they're nine-point favorites now. So, uh, yeah, almost 10 points of value there. Seattle minus one against Carolina at home. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites, but still gave out almost a field goal of value. We gave out your Niners, finally, in the last game we gave out. Um, They're a one-point underdog uh, that we gave out earlier last week. Now they're minus three and a half, even with Brock Purdy against Tom Brady.
0: Wow. See, I knew and you can't have San Francisco as an underdog in in those games. It's just frustrating. So, nice. Uh, All right, well, week 15, here we come. Is there a place you would like to start, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I'll start with the Vikings again. I hope we don't get burned again on the value, but I'm gonna give out the Vikings in a pick'em currently at home against the Indianapolis Colts. I just said the Colts are a joke, so I gotta back up with my words and I'll take uh, Minnesota, all right, in a pick'em minus one ten. Name me a more disrespected team than the Minnesota Vikings. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> it's something about Kirk Cousins, man. He just rubs people the wrong way. I think
0: it's like you like that. You you like yeah.
1: that. I like that line. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> ah, Thanks, Kirk. Come through for us. <laughs> ah, it's so nuts.
0: Um, look, as much as I don't want to say this, uh, I just I think that this plus three and a half for Seattle and San Francisco, this is not going to stay plus three and a half. So if you're a Seattle better, if you think that Brock Purdy, you got to watch what Brock Purdy does this next week. But if he comes out, lays an egg, you may end up getting Seattle as a favorite. It may flip. Uh, And it may actually become a favorite. So if you want Seattle plus three, because I think the Niners are going to win. So, I mean, whatever. But if you think Seattle plus three is a good line for you, um, go ahead and grab it. Because I, I don't think it just depends on what we see this week out of Brock Purdy this next week, whether or not this line stays the same.
1: No, I agree with you there. That's a that's good value. And that's a Thursday night game. Yeah fantastic game and uh we're reaching the point of the year by the way everybody where there's going to be some saturday games i'm looking at three week 15 saturday games so mark your calendar college football is over so the nfl slides right into saturday which i like um i'll, I'll from my next one rod i'll give out the cowboys uh, again minus three and a half in jacksonville i think that thing's close to 10 by uh kickoff wow. at least seven
0: what we saw, I mean, I don't know that there's a spread big enough to cover if you want to bet a Jacksonville on this, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Um, okay, I like that one. I'm going to go ahead and turn my attention to Pittsburgh and Carolina. Pittsburgh right now is, so this is the thing. They're, they're plus one in some spots, but then they're one-point favorites in others. So if you can find the plus one uh, on on your books, grab that Pittsburgh plus one against Carolina um, or, I mean, even even still, I guess grabbing the plus one at Carolina probably wouldn't do that bad either, uh, depending on where you're at. But, uh, again, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be uh, underdogs. And even at minus one, I still think that's good value depending on where you get it, too, because I don't think it's going to stay uh, at minus one when it's all said and done.
1: I agree with you. Um, yeah, no, I like that Tomlin spot right there. Uh, sorry, J-Mark, I'm going to give out the Eagles. Uh minus three in Chicago. Oh
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like that's a that's a slight there, but we'll take that one. Um do I have one more? No
1: offense. Yep, you have one more for the six pack.
0: One more for the six pack. Let's go to Monday night football. It is the Rams, it is the Packers, it is a pick'em. There's nothing to pick. Green Bay at home. That's <laughs> that's gonna be yeah, there's no way that this line does not stay or this line stays a pick'em uh after this next week.
1: Auto auto fade uh, the Rams right now. Beat L A.
0: hashtag Beat L A. That's my I scream that one till I die.
1: Rod, another one. I bonus one real quick. Kansas City's only minus ten at Houston. So <laughs> go grab that. Go grab that. I couldn't. I couldn't leave. I couldn't help myself. I was like, oh man, <laughs> you got to grab that one. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately for Houston, that's that's where we're at at this point.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, go ahead and recap those for for everybody out there, Ryan.
1: All right. I got it right now. So we are taking Thursday night to start. We are taking Seattle plus a three and a half in the NFC West matchup with the Niners. Uh, We're taking Minnesota in the pickup against Indianapolis at home. We're taking the Eagles minus three in Chicago. We're taking the Cowboys minus three and a half. Sorry, minus three at Jacksonville. We're going to take the Steelers plus one in Carolina. Uh, Green Bay and a pick on Monday night football against uh, struggling L.A. Rams. And our bonus one, we added one because we couldn't help ourselves. And we we, we got to give we got to give this one out. Kansas City minus 10 at Houston.
0: If nothing else, it'll be fun to see where that line goes after this. Right.
1: That might be close to 20, oh. at least 17.
0: I, I don't I mean, 14. I could see for sure. But yeah, that's definitely I, I don't know. I don't know if any. line Can you see it at
1: 17? That'd be nuts. I mean they're they're seventeen point underdogs this week to Dallas and Kansas City's much better. That's so. true.
0: That's very true. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, I feel bad like days. Yeah. Bad days. <laughs> I feel like we've done enough
0: damage uh, there, Ryan. Let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up. Let's tell everybody where they can find you on social media.
1: Yep. Uh, watching for the YouTube crowd right there at Moneyline underscore Mac in the Discord as well. Uh, tune into the college basketball experience every single night. Uh, we handicap every single game for the college basketball slate. It's fun. Uh, goes goes live about midnight every night. Uh, and then come back on Wednesday when J Mark and I preview the morning games for week number 14 already. Ryan is a beast. He's all over the SGPN.
0: You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. You can find the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, of course, here, the Propcast, whatever else is going on. There's a link in my bio also that you can find everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. Find them all right there. On Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Until then, Ryan will see you on Wednesday. I, once again, will see you next Monday. Good luck, everybody. Have some fun. Hopefully, your Monday night football bets go well. And hopefully, the rest of your week 14 in the NFL. (laughs) Good. We'll see you next time, everybody. And as always, let it ride.